Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo, Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, in Bellicoso, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame, and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfas N7 5-packs and 50-count bundles using promo code FAB5. That's F-A-B-5. Right now at Fabrica005.com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over 125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50 count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards, and our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some cognac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 75th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss Caldwell Cigars and their recent setback. We chat about Jay-Z's involvement in tonight's pairing. We celebrate the Masters Tournament, and we get frustrated trying to find baseball on TV, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Doucet Cognac VSOP with Caldwell's Long Live the Queen and Queen Sword. A beautiful Lancero tonight. From Robert Caldwell's brand, Caldwell Cigars. It's called Long Live the Queen. It's the Queen's Sword. Of course, it's 38 ring gauge by seven inches. And unfortunately for Rooster, does not have a pigtail. <laughs> what? No, it does not. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sorry for the bad news. But uh, beautiful it, Maduro it cigar. It is a beautiful cigar. Yeah. It smells delicious. Yeah, it smells amazing. Absolutely. So I didn't take it out of the wrapper until... Um, until we sat down, and I just smelled it for the first time, and it smells amazing. Yeah, it's a good smelling cigar. The band and the, the double band are beautiful. I mean, the design is fantastic. The uh, the designs on these bands from Robert Caldwell have, are, are always elegant, um, like really nice. If you look at the detail of the Queen, I love that, and I like the lower band how stark it is with the text. It's really quite nice. But look at the tear. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And see the tear coming out of her eye? 
This is unique. And yeah. look at look at how they do use the gloss, the sheen, yeah, the yeah. sheen in yeah. specific areas of, I guess you'd say her. Um, I don't know her regal. Uh, it provides you know, good contrast and depth. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. So Robert Caldwell, when he founded um, his company, that he really put a conscious effort into the artwork on the bands, and a, like a thoughtful, prescriptive effort into commissioning um, artists in Miami Beach um, to do this cigar art and when you look at the lithography um and the finish like look if you tilt it you can see that her crown has a spot finish on it and her necklace has this metallic spot finish on it yeah it's so it's, nice it's kind of it, it's really very nice and then with the eastern standard um the man's face that black and white pencil illustration is like really nice so like he really puts a lot of thought into every band and it's to me i think it pays honor to whether you're a fan of robert caldwell or not and like his cigars or not it, it i think that kind of thoughtfulness is is a refreshing thing in this cigar space yeah did you notice the guy on the on a unicycle on the side no oh yeah look at that look at that detail wow all right, was, let's cut this thing, boys. Yeah. I was just about to say, are you hallucinating already? <laughs> well, it's interesting, no, but, no, no, it's, no. but I, it is interesting. You know what I like? You know what I like point. about it is we uh, we see what the cold draw is like. I just like for all the detail on the band. It's not trying too hard. Like mm. it's it's very ornate and beautiful, but it's not taken away from the wrapper. It's a it's a beautiful looking cigar. The cold like, draw. I think it's working great. Is really good. Mm. Mm. Wow, I'm getting a lot of like milk chocolate cocoa. Mm. Um, a slight of a hint of fruit and cocoa yeah there's like a fig flavor mm -hmm. come on the wrapper is beautiful on this cigar a bit toothy but really nicely nicely rolled salty salty uh yeah maybe palette on the lips yeah what, what's yeah. the price point these were not very expensive at all i think they were they look at 12 bucks they look expensive 12 bucks i think Guess 11, 11, 12 dollars. Ready to rate it? <laughs> ready, ready to smoke Every, it. Everyone's had an orgasm on this cigar. Already. <laughs> we haven't even lit it. It, it. it looks fantastic. Let's All right, boys, let's, let's light it. this thing. The Caldwell Cigars, long live the Queen. It's called the Queen's Sword. Again, it's a Lancero, thirty-eight ring gauge, by seven inches. Continuing in our block here, which listeners, by the way, seem to love, uh, our block of Lanceros and Lonsdales mm -hmm. that we've been on. And I think we've had a lot of nice revelations in this, Cuban and non-Cuban. We have. And some fails, but so be it. Oh, that's so good on the light. I have to admit, it's very good on the light. This is really flavorful. It For sure some it, reason, I feel sure like is. when we were talking about this before we hit record, someone suggested this may not be that full, but this has a lot of flavor and body it's it has got, a really interesting trapped. flavor to it it's so smooth yeah in the delivery of that flavor i'm impressed yeah so this cigar is made in the dominican republic at their el maestro factory which is a smaller factory owned by a guy named william ventura so caldwell does not have his own factories i guess is this a puro uh it's a four country blend consisting of cameroon uh wrapper 
Sumatra binder grown in Indonesia, which wow. is pretty wild, and a mix of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler made in the DR. Interesting. What a combo. So what I'm finding interesting about this is that the resistance is a little tighter than I would normally appreciate, but I'm getting great draw mm. and smoke output. The combustion's, the combustion's great. Yeah. What do you guys think about the taste on your, on, in your mouth versus the aroma? The aroma is dominating the, the flavor so far. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I get the opposite of that. I'm getting, I find the flavor to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm getting a, I don't know why, but I'm getting a, like this wonderful aroma and my, my flavor on these, at least these first few draws is so peppery and like stringent. Wow. To me, it, it hasn't caught up to the aroma, the aroma that you're getting yeah. from the cigar. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm getting on the front a bit of a, a little bit of saltiness and some earth tones and on the finish. Meet the middle to finish, cocoa, fruit, and coffee. I think you nailed that, Bam. It's, it's really getting good. Getting a lot of cocoa, a touch of coffee. I'm getting a little bit of that salt that Grinder was talking about. On the front. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm going to retro. I'm going give to give it a second to kind of cool off from the light and uh, it's unusual. add some commentary. Yeah. Sometimes with these Lanceros, I feel like, you know, they can get hot up front off the light, and then once they just settle down, they change. So the uh, the line, this line just came out in August of 2022. So that's why when I was looking uh, to do a Caldwell, because we had talked about doing Caldwell so many times, we've gotten a few listener emails mm -hmm. about Caldwell. Um, I pulled these because they just came out. Reviews seemed good. I liked it. It was a Maduro in a Lancero. Um and I just like the I liked the interesting blend of all the different countries that this tobacco is coming from. It's not a puro. I think that's kind of cool. Forgive me. Did you quote the price on these? Yeah, I think it was. I think we paid the MSRP is somewhere around fifteen, but we paid I think eleven or twelve. Great price. Pretty very good value. I got these for so small, small batch cigars. Those guys right? are great over there. It's rooster. Yeah. It's, a, it's nice. Indeed. Oh yeah. I love the combustion. Mm -hmm. It's. Not Perfect. I'm kind of surprised we haven't gone deeper into this line. Like, yeah, this is the first one we've done. Would you consider this like a boutique brand? I would say it's a boutique brand, but maybe in between. It's not like some tiny thing. They the only a, place I found these was on Small Batch Cigars. They do make a lot of stuff. Yeah, they make a lot. But they they recently had a major issue. There was a fire. So the so the 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 fire that they had was at a facility in Florida, right, Puba? It was just a. It was like their warehouse, their distribution center. They had a massive fire yep. and lost millions of dollars of inventory of these cigars, Yeah, which is terrible so for a, a company like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I hope it's not devastating for them, but hopefully I'm, they can I'm recover. sure it's insured. I hope so, but, you know. But you're losing so much stock. Yeah, and the time. Yeah. You know, especially with, you know, a lot of new worlds, they, they age them, mm -hmm. you know, to try to smooth them out a little bit, keep up with the other. Davidoff's Padrones, you know. So this uh, line comes in four sizes, and uh, this is the Queen's Sword, as we mentioned, the Lancero. The Queen's Court is a Robusto 5x52. The Scepter is a Toro 6x50. And the Queen's Club, uh, which what they call is a, a Toro Gordo, is a 56x6. And then I guess... Um, there's going to be a very limited run of a fifth size called the Ace of Hearts, which is uh, going to be 52 by 6 
uh, only going to be 700 boxes of that, which is a little bit like a Robusto Extra. So, yeah, our first Caldwell on the pod, boys. How's everyone doing one inch in, roughly? I'm 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 about a half an inch, I guess. I'm pretty I'm happy with it. It's settled down, like settled yeah. in, like yeah, the, I like as it. Puba would you know said earlier. I'm not getting the um that punch of flavor that I did on the light. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. It it's is like definitely a little mellowed white, out. There's like white pepper. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's peppery. Yeah. I, that's smooth, the thing that's standing though. out to me when I still smooth. For some reason the cold draw that was very milk chocolate, milk chocolate I think yeah. that uh, Gizmo described it as earlier. I, I was getting a lot of that, and I expected it to be mm-hmm. smooth and creamy but flavorful. I, at first, I was worried that there were just some rough edges here, but I think it's just a lot of pepper I'm getting right now, yeah. which is overpowering some of the other notes that I like in this. So that's the only thing that's competing right now for me that I'm not that happy about. What's well, unusual for me, I'm sorry. So early, the first half inch, I'm about an inch in, a bit ahead of a few of you. The first half inch was extraordinarily flavorful. After that, the white pepper started to settle in, and it, it is taking over. But for me, it's I enjoy that. It's not offensive to me. I mean, I mean, I said it as soon as I lit it about. I made the pepper comment, and it's the still. It's, it hasn't really changed for me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it may have. It may have changed from a black to a white pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're that, if we're a sticklers, um, I don't know us to be sticklers. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would. There's the there. For me, it's on the on the palate a pronounced pepper. Yeah. Now I still think the aroma is fantastic, and and I'm I'm that's what I'm going for. Did you try a retrohaling? Uh, yeah, yes. actually, it's a it's a nice retrohale. Yeah. It's, it's okay. The retrohale is peppery. It is peppery, but it's I don't know. I, I like the 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 as Michael Scott would say the afterbirth on um, in the palate is 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 still peppery and stringent to me. The uh, retro hell is a lot smoother, and and I prefer that over right now the uh, uh, the aftertaste. What I'm finding is that I think the flavors on the light that I was really enjoying. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know if they're still there they're or they're gone. They're gone, and, or, or if they're still there and they're just being overwhelmed by Could that be. that pepper it's, thing. It's being dominated Could by yeah. white pepper. Could yeah, be. which is unfortunate yeah. because mm. I really enjoyed the light. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. let's see if it changes. Yeah. Could be. So, uh, sorry, Bam. Yeah, I no. just want to answer Rooster's of question. Of so, Caldwell Cigars was started in 2013. So that is the uh, that is the the uh, that's the reason it's on the band. Um, it was started by a group of friends, obviously headed by Robert Caldwell, um, and uh, he also owned and operated the Hotel Humidor Company, cool. which was a hospitality centric cigar company. Hmm. Um, I guess prior to uh, prior to running the uh, Caldwell. Doesn't Fuente use uh, Cameroon wrappers on their Hemingway series? On I think it's on the rare pinks. Just the rare pink. I I'm, thought the short story. Too. Yeah, the short, short story. story. Maybe yeah. you're right. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. The so short maybe story. it is on the whole line. And that is so it for, must be on the Hemingway series. Yeah, and that is a delicious cigar. That little yeah. guy. This is pepper. Like this is different than my ex- previous experience with uh, with Caldwell. Like this is a little bit. Better or worse? No, it's like the Eastern Standard and then the Long Live the King in Maduro was not like, this is a different cigar. I mean, it's... Doesn't the Eastern Standard use a Connecticut? Yes. It's a a lighter wrapper. It's a lighter wrapper, but like the the Long Live the King, um, 
was in a Maduro wrapper, mm. and that cigar it was just different. I mean, wait, um, is it is it long live the king or a king is dead? They have two. Oh, they have both. Oh, they have both. Oh, okay. There's long live the king and the king is dead. I've had What's, both of them. They're both. They were both good. I I, I mean, they were good, but they, this is more peppery than any of those. I, I I'll be. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and maybe you guys will laugh at me later. The peppery, the pepper ta- flavor for me is 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 really awful. Um, mm. I don't like it at all. The the aroma still is still great. The retro hail is great. The pepper taste, the after the the finish on this so far is is uh, is unpleasant and i'll use stringent it's kind mm. of mm. it's it's bitter yeah i i don't disagree i will say <laughs> this may sound like a disagreement i don't know if we're talking about the same aroma but at the burn line which i obviously you guys always see me doing that sniffing the burn line very close mm-hmm. just like I this d- i don't think it smells very great but the <laughs> aroma of the smoke coming off is fine yeah. but oh, the yeah. burn line which i'm constantly yeah when no it, i mean i'm i'm you're like, referencing yeah the, i'm referencing this and the smoke coming yeah. out yeah when the smoke pulls away from the cigar it's, yeah. it's and 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 yeah. the, and the recycling of what i'm puffing <laughs> out of my mouth as well and that's kind of cooler it's it, it the smoke changes a little bit from right off the the burn you know mm. yeah i kind of agree with you it's it's not it's not how are you so um far, it's not how are you guys feeling about the uh spirit tonight I haven't sipped it yet. I'm very excited about it. I haven't either. All right, so, so pronounce it for me again, Senator. What's it called? It's <laughs> Doucet. Doucet. That's right. It's French? Yes. Just lie. Cheers. Did, did Jay-Z come up with that name? <laughs> Cheers, gents. Cheers, boys. Yeah. Doucet. A little cognac, VSOP tonight. Cognac. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I have to say. That's a little harsh. It's not like the other that's XOs. Not that, a, yeah, that's that a VSOP. Had. It's not an XO. It's a VSOP. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, it's not like the other VSOP that we've had, <laughs> or honestly, any other cognac that we've had so yeah. far. And to me, this tastes closer to a VS than a VSOP. Yeah. To me, it doesn't taste good. D- didn't we try one of these uh, VSs? Probably right. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I forget the brand. Brand, but I. You was know, it either I'm Remy getting, or? Uh, no, no, it was Hennessy. No, it's what, a smaller brand. It wasn't oh. uh, Hein, was it? No. No. Um, oh, uh, Croizet. Croizet. Right. Yes. That's right. I'm waiting. That's right. I'm waiting for Puba's reaction. He just yeah. That's sip. today. <laughs> <laughs> What's the verdict? It may. Honestly, I think it might need an ice. It may need a chip of ice. I, yeah. Well, I have a chip of ice in mind. It's approachable, but I mean, that could help. Let me pass around a cube of ice. Yeah, yeah, let's pass around the ice bucket. Let's do that. So this is a good kind of learning experience for us because. Most VSOPs, honestly, this is a mid-range spirit of VSOP, right? There's VS, which you would never drink neat. VSOP that sometimes you would drink neat, but a lot of them still need ice. And then XO, it's like a sin to put ice in that glass. That's true. Um, so some of them need it. I mean, honestly, as much as I like Remy VSOP, there are times that I open, if you open a fresh bottle of Remy VSOP, that you're like, ah, it's got some rough edges, and you may just want a little bit of ice to kind of tone it down. So I think this falls in that in wow. that camp. But I will say the flavor profile on this is very like rich and deep, and you get some like citrus and fruit, but then even like a little bit of cocoa on the finish that kind of reminds me a little bit of Macallan. Really? Um, that's what I get. Yeah. To, this to me tastes more like a scotch than yeah. it does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Than, than it's than it's a richer, this is true. Like if it if you told me this was a, a single malt, I'd be like, all right, that's a really interesting. Of all the cognacs that we've had, this one has the most bite. Hundred um, percent. Which is not always an offensive thing. This tastes okay, but there is a little hint of 
like a medicinal type of a thing for me that I'm getting that I'm not liking. I don't get the medicinal. Honestly, the thing I do like about the finish, that little bit of cocoa, I know it's weird to say, but I swear if you have Macallan Cherry, you get just a little, little hint of it on the finish, and I get that here. Um, I like the deep flavor of this. I don't like the delivery of it. I mean, with ice now, this is opening up. It's much better with ice. Way better with ice. Like night and day. Um, But the flavor profile itself, I don't have a problem with at all. Yeah. I Um, I haven't noticed anything different. Um, I'm kind of moving toward Grinders Camp on this one. Yeah, I haven't noticed much difference. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've let it open up enough. What do you, what do you think, Pagoda? Yeah, for me, I think it started off with the real sharpness, and then it's like you got the flavor profile and then just fell flat. It's like I can't yeah. describe it. I'm with you. With the, I'm confused yeah. by it. It's a little perplexing. It's kind of not – it's a little uh, anticlimactic. When you say anticlimactic, that, that resonates with me in the sense that I do think the finish is a bit short. short. For like how much mm-hmm. flavor there is on the front of your palate, when you first start sipping it on the finish, it just so quickly dies. Very dry um, almost. Yeah. yeah. So that, that I'm with you. That That's kind of, kind of like the cigar. But dry in like <laughs> not the good way, like a dry tequila maybe. You know, like where that dry finish with the tequila because the upfront is, is so much complexity that you want. It just doesn't. Well. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm just not into, I don't, I'm not that into this. Like I wouldn't buy it. Agreed. Agreed. Well. The funny thing about this, this validates there's there's a really interesting story behind this cognac um, and a huge legal battle, especially that kind of culminated recently around all this just uh, just last year and I think got settled either late that last year or early this year. Um, the funny thing is now hearing, I, I've never tried this before. This is my first time like everyone here having this and I think this is an average spirit. I don't think there's anything special about this. Um, I think very much validates the lawsuit that happened over this spirit. So the story basically goes that uh, Doucet was founded by, uh, created by uh, Jay-Z, and he partnered with this guy, um, Michelle. Let me look up his name. He's very famous in the cognac industry. Um, Michelle Kasavecchia, um, who created this in 2012, but it's made in one of the oldest cognac houses in the cognac region. It's over 200 years old. And so there's a ton of history there, like very respected. This guy is a huge deal. So very smart on Jay-Z's part. This is the guy that you basically want making cognac. Um, so they build this brand. They make, he has this great master distiller produce the the actual spirit. Bacardi partners with Jay-Z to bring this to market. So Bacardi and Jay-Z are the majority shareholders that own the brand and company and are, are bringing this to market. Let me guess. Bacardi ruins everything. <laughs> uh, not, not that they changed anything. They just, there, there were some financial challenges, uh, financial battles between them and Jay-Z. So it comes to market. Now we're all saying this is a mediocre spirit. No one here is singing its praises. The irony is this is the fastest growing brand in the entire cognac category globally. Well, by I far. can't imagine why. There's a reason why. Right. Jay-Z. Of course. And he knows that. And he deserves that. (laughs) Cognac ain't one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, boy. Yeah. (laughs) He has some problems, but it ain't cognac, I guess. So very cleverly, he obviously is able to market this for them. It explodes. And he eventually says that he wants to sell... um, 
all or a big portion of his ownership stake in the brand because he's built it so much. Now the valuation is really high. And so he wants to cash out on that. And Bacardi, and to for him to value the business, he needs to understand the sales, all the numbers. So he Bacardi manages all that, right? He's not in the spirit business and from the manufacturing perspective, Bacardi's doing all that. So he asked Bacardi for all the sales, all the numbers so that he can value his stake in the company and then he wants to sell it. They're being really shady and they won't share any of these numbers with him. And so everything's kind of a guessing game. And he says, well, I'm sharing my, I'm selling my shares of the company. And uh, if you're not going to give me this, I can only guess what this is worth. And so based on the market, I think my shares are worth one and a half billion dollars. Bacardi says to him, well, sorry, we're only going to pay you like $380 million for it. And he's like, well, that's bullshit. Put some numbers behind that and yeah. maybe I'll agree to that. Didn't, but they, didn't they cook the books? I don't, no, no. They no? just hid the books. They didn't they cook hid the books. They hid okay. the books. That was the problem. So Bacardi's offer, sorry, not 360, it was 460 million. Jay-Z was claiming it was worth closer to one and a half billion. Uh, Jay-Z files a lawsuit. Uh, the sale basically, I think, eventually goes to arbitration where they forced Bacardi to get give him the numbers basically and what they eventually settled at was uh Bacardi paying him 750 million but not for his whole all the shares of it that he owned for a portion of it so that tells you that his stake was worth closer to one and a half billion exactly like he said and they convinced him to still stay significantly invested so I think he still owns maybe 20 25 percent of the business um, to keep growing the brand. So he basically got to cash out $750 million, which he would argue for his hard work. Without him, I mean, this proves it, us trying this. I knew nothing of this brand before mm -hmm. this, right. but now I side with him. I mean, yeah. clearly he built this brand. It's not mm -hmm. the spirit that's selling. It's the confidence of, oh, a celebrity yeah. is behind this. Yeah. And look at our experience tonight, right? In the liquor yeah. store. Yeah. Let's try that because of the interesting story. We, we haven't had it. One it's exactly right. Interesting thing. Every liquor store I've been in has this product. It's well, very well placed in the marketplace. Yeah. Well, it's, having, it's, having wide, Bacardi wide, as your distributor yeah, doesn't it's, hurt. Wide it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So does that everywhere. does that segue into how like the quality of the of the spirit though? No, it just segues yeah. into like clearly the, the the emperor has no clothes in that. Like this is not a particularly great spirit. It's this is just, just great marketing, marketing yeah. and it's got the backing of a global icon, celebrity, whatever you want to call him. Well, That's how it's grown faster than anything in the category. It's so a, yeah, it's amazing it's to me similar, that they were a billion dollars off though. Like that's well, a big delta. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's not really because at seven hundred fifty million, they actually paid him that. So if he's got twenty five percent left of that, that's basically a billion dollars, and that's supposed to grow. So whatever, it was pretty close to what he was asking. Yeah, no, but I'm saying that saying. I, it's amazing that they came back and thought that they'd get away trying to pay him right four hundred sixty million bucks <laughs> yeah. when he has a stake that's worth over a billion. Arguably. Yeah, there's still three. Three multiple out, out you know, of course, they're a third of what they would have paid him for the four. Exactly. Any, any idea exactly. what the it's initial like, investment exactly. was? That I'm not sure. That's not disclosed. Twenty yeah. grand. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's like Warren Buffett, uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Sure it is. I, I give him a lot of credit in all this because he also has done something similar with a champagne brand that he owns, and it's like he basically he finds like the best of the best to help produce the product, gets the distribution channel puts his name on it and backing behind it, markets the hell out of it and takes this Smart. completely unknown entity, Smart. makes it huge, and he's able to cash out yeah. big time. So here, here's my question with this with this cognac, right? 
you're telling me he hired what what is the best of the best guy. So how does the best of the best guy produce something that we're sitting here saying is mediocre at best? It's a good question. So they sure. only produce two different types of this, the VSOP and an XO. I would have to imagine that the XO is probably very good. Mm. I would try it at some point just to have just to try it. I sure. mean, this is what we do here. Um, I think that the VSOP, Jay-Z, it sounds like, wanted a, a richer, deeper flavor profile, mm. which very much, I think, aligns with a lot of our flavor profiles. We love Mac 12 and some of it's these true. others that are in that category. But I think clearly he couldn't do it in a way at, at only four and a half years of age that is smooth and doesn't have those rough edges. I would have to imagine if you let this age, um, and I'm sure obviously the blend is a little bit different, that that rich flavor profile would be there, but delivered incredibly smoothly. And that would be a far more interesting mm. spirit. How much was that bottle? 68. Okay. That's a lot of, that's, you that's know, at that place. Yeah. Next and that's story, an inflated, I think most places inflated, you'd probably yeah. find that 55, 60 yeah. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, so right. It's, not, it's a nice presentation. The bottle's really nice. It's a beautiful bottle. It, it's a cool, a cool bottle with beautiful. a, you know, a copper looking type of, uh, of and I, honestly, the color of the spirit's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rich looking. So again, I'm, I'm just interested in, you know, if you're, if you're the best of the best cognac master distiller in the world, I understand the XO maybe is incredible, but when you also put your name on a VSOP that's delivering, Maybe it is a good Scotch comparison or something, but as far as cognac goes, this does not compare to Dude, any of the other VSOPs we've had. That Remy seventeen thirty eight blows this out of the water. Absolutely, out of which the it's water. not a VSOP; it's in between a VSOP and, that, and an XOP. Yeah, that's a little. That's a high up, but both Heinz that we did. We did two Hein VSOPs. And they were no, both. No, no. One Hein VSOP sucked. The other was great. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the right. Hein Rare was excellent. Yeah, that was excellent. The H by Hein we hated. Yeah, the Rare blew this out of the water as well. Yeah. Yeah, marketing so, guys. It's it's yeah. So but that's really it's what it comes down powerful. to. And I it's honestly like the it's whole awful. celebrity endorsement. Like it, it's very clever. I mean, I'll fully admit, and Grind will find this funny because I brought this bottle to uh, a, a birthday uh, uh, bourbon tasting he had once. Uh, Michter's uh, we've talked about a bourbon that is universally regarded as an excellent bourbon. They make some very high end stuff that goes for a lot of money. I only tried Michter's. Because I, I watched, uh, would watch Billions on Showtime, and all of a sudden I noticed there's this intense product placement of a <laughs> bottle of Michter's. It was the Michter's Ten, which is like four hundred a bottle. It was always on Bobby Axelrod's desk in that, and I'm like, this is a show called Billions about a billionaire. If they deem this a spirit that a billionaire would drink, I'm like, it's got to be pretty good. I mean, there's no you you wouldn't a lot you wouldn't put a bottle of Remy VS on a billionaire's desk. Obviously, they're not going to drink that. So I just on blind faith went into a liquor store, bought it, tried it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Hmm. I gave it to a friend of mine who's a really big bourbon drinker. He loved it. And then I had brought it to this bourbon tasting and it scored high there. So there's there's merit to this kind of celebrity marketing, marketing because sometimes you end up, you know, it does work out. But a lot of the time, it's bullshit. And well, let's also, well, let's that's also be product, clear, though, that Billions, there's a lot of product placement on Billions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of paid for product place. It's true. Yeah, they're, on that they're, show. right, and they're also they're also well, they're playing both things against the. I mean, the producers are going. This is what this person would drink, and then you know whether the, whether they have an agreement with HBO Max or not. Who knows about the placement? But they're doing it in to honor the creative. In other words, to make it real, like those details 
are the details that make that make it authentic. I mean, even here though, it's it's the same thing. Like with Juice, if you watch the Grammys this year, there there was uh, I guess Beyonce was honored for something maybe at it, and that they show the camera pans to the table and Jay Z sitting there next to her. And he's got a big bottle oh, of Juice sure. on the table. Yeah. Sure. And you're sitting there saying, like, if this billionaire, if it's good enough for Jay-Z, it's got to be pretty good. <laughs> well, well, that's well. right. But, but but he's also a billionaire. He's got an equity stake. What I'm saying is on billions, they're, the creatives on the show, they're never going to sacrifice the authenticity, I don't think, of what Bobby Axelot Rod would drink, whether it's a product placement or not. Totally, but I'm, you saying, know what I'm saying I don't. I fundamentally don't believe that Jay Z is going to drink a spirit regularly that he doesn't enjoy. Absolutely, and so that's Correct. why, like, I think the XO is probably pretty damn good. And so that, here's my yeah. question on this: I'm here. You know, you said that you had a friend that loves bourbon that likes it. We're talking about maybe a comparison to Mac Twelve in a way. Some scotch. Is this like a? Is this a bridge to cognac? For, like the Jay Z is kind of thrown out to his fan base to say, hey. Try this cognac. It's a little closer to what you like, and maybe spend a little more on the XO, and that's a real cognac experience. I because I this, I, I don't, don't know understand. About that. I would I think if someone has never had a glass of cognac and has this, may never go back to cognac ever again. That's my opinion. I don't know. It's not that good, guys. It's not. I mean, I'm not saying not. it's great. Yeah. I'm just asking. No saying it's great. Yeah, yeah. I will say I love Jay Z. I love Beyonce even more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but I do I, not I, like. I do not like the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> the drink, Sorry. I mean, you know, it's... But, it's, you know, XO should be better than this. We should try no it. No doubt about it. We'll we try should it. try it, yeah. All right, boys, we're into the second third here on the Caldwell Long Live the Queen, Queen's Sword. It's gotten a little better for me. I'm, I'm definitely happier than I was, I would think, in the middle of the first third. I agree with Giz. It's smoother. I The pepper, really, what Grinder was talking about earlier, I, I was in full lockstep. I mean, the pepper was off-putting yeah overwhelming and forget white pepper it was black pepper for a lot of it um but about halfway through or almost there wherever i am it that has dissipated and now i'm starting to get some of the sweeter more enjoyable flavors of the cigar so um the first third was a dud but right now this is settling into something that is smokable i actually stopped smoking it so I'm, i just relit it so i can maybe catch up based on the merits of the conversation there you go but there is there is still pepper there is still a pepper. A little, but yeah. not. The retrohale is not as getting. pronounced. So but just backing up on what Senator said, I am getting some of the original notes right on the light, but it's very, very subtle. It's not backing into anything that's substantial as far as the sweet notes that we had. I'm it, still waiting for Not those. for me, anyway. The construction on the on the smoke is terrific. It's the, beautiful. The, the, it's, it's very rolled, well constructed. It's really rolled well. Beautiful cigar. Uh, but for me, for my palate, um that pepper's still there yeah yes it's it's it, everything's mellowed out and kind of settled in all the oils are kind of like coming out and the, the cigar is becoming a little bit more balanced but that notwithstanding for me um there's something it, it, it's strange it's not it's not like awful for me but it's just not that great for me it the, the, the it, there's something it's there's something off-putting about. Yeah, I'll talk about it. 
I'm sorry. We're we're we're, we're I, just. I don't understand. There's a sidebar going. I don't on know what during, during my commentary. I'm just are, sitting here. We are. Look at Bam's cigar. We are completely confused how Bam is almost finished with the cigar, I'm and I'm only halfway through. Like for the, the rest listener, of you guys. for the listener, I'm not almost finished. <laughs> I've got almost the final third. Yeah, and this I is. I don't want to interrupt what Poop is saying, but it is you much. Did, but it, I, I'm you sorry. Did. You're like an alien. I am. So it is. You're like a draw master machine. I have as a human. It is much more smokable at this point. I have to say, it's gotten better. Clearly, you're enjoying it. Yeah, and no, it's gotten better. It has gotten better. Clearly, gonna... I mean, look at my cigar. I'm like barely through the third, first I, I, third, I, I, and you're in the last. third. You got to get through hell to get to heaven. All right, <laughs> so go through the hell. You're getting. That's me. a that's a good know, note man. for the listeners. Gotta, is that a Bamism or is that because I I never uh, heard I that live one. my life by that. I don't know. Maybe right. somebody would. There's somebody out there who probably like. It enjoys this type of a of a, of a flavor profile. It's not like it's terrible, but it's just eh, it's kind of meh. Yeah, for me. Yeah, there's like some off-putting qualities, and then there's nothing that throws it over the top. I think the way I would describe it, there there are a number of flavor notes in this cigar, and the ones that I would prefer to be the most pronounced are not. And I agree. The ones that's that I exactly wouldn't right. are right. That's exactly. And so, right. for someone who maybe loves a pepper bomb of a cigar and wants those other no- sweeter, um, fruitier, chocolatey notes to be more in the background, then this will be great for them. That's what it is. But for someone like I think most, if not all of us, who prefers those like chocolate, dried fruit, fruit, dried fruit dessert yeah. notes to take the lead and the pepper to be in the background, this doesn't do that. No, but it does. As you get through it, the pepper dissipates. It will dissipate. Just got to get. I kind of feel it on the back of my tongue. Exactly. I do too. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I do too. I do. Like that yeah. harshness. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I feel it's it all right over. in the back. It's exactly, exactly right. on the back of your tongue. Yeah, I don't know. Um, in any scenario where this would fit into a rotation, I'm, I'm certainly. <laughs> you mean the scenario where mine's in the ashtray? <laughs> I, I, I had to. Re- I, I don't. I I put mine down for good. Like maybe mine's 10, done. 15 minutes mm-hmm. ago, mine's and smart. I relit it because. Because everyone said it was changing, but it, apparently only Bam said that he loved it. So, got, well, I am really far ahead, so I think you got to get through hell to get to heaven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what if what if hell is just so this, too, is too hellish? Hope. <laughs> so there is some hope. There is a little hope okay. on this one. I think I'm so. not. I'm not urged to put it down. Right. I've, I've done that before. Yeah. We've had other cigars that have, it's really I'm suffering through. I, I this is not a cigar I'm going to reach for or mm-hmm. buy again. But it's not something that I'm I'm like suffering right now i'm, I'm fine I'm yeah, i agree if it, yeah. if the pepper bomb in the beginning were still here i'd have to put it down right yeah, but and it, i think it's that, at least taken enough of a back seat that i can continue to smoke it sure. i'm just not loving and it, what it's I'm given me enough that i think that the final third might be interesting we'll see pagoda what's pagoda, up what's up no nothing i you know like a part of me was feeling that i think you use the word stringent i i was trying to look whether it's mustiness or was it a little bit of pungent i don't know there was something which yeah. was in the beginning. I think that's also dissipated now. But now it's just like a smoke. I'm not getting the sweetness I'm seeking. I used know? I used I used the word, I used I said stringent and I also said bitter. And I think for me the stringency is still there, but the bitterness is really amped up. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm out. So, I, you know, and for that, like Mr. <laughs> Wonderful would say, I echo that uh grinder. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Shark Tank. That's that's Mr. Wonderful. That's Mr. Wonderful. That's my man right there. He sounded more Cuban than Mr. Wonderful, but we'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, 
something else I'm out on, which is a good segue. Grinder uh, was texting the group chat today uh, with a constant frustration with the Major League Baseball organization and the way that they've sold their TV rights. It is impossible to watch a baseball game. Are you, have you guys experienced the, I mean, this? The, the whole the whole concept is ripe for disruption right now because they're still operating on a this like disseminated network of cable news and local TV network stations that just don't fucking exist anymore. <laughs> like who watches local news kind of thing, but they're doing it on a national level because it's Major League Baseball and they can't do it and they're they've haven't adapted to streaming very well. So as a result, you have this unbundled mess of a nest that you have to navigate to find all your baseball games. I have I have all these subscriptions and I can't watch a Phillies game. And and I, I can't even watch if I they're playing the Yankees. I can't even watch the game. The Yank and I live in northern New Jersey, by the way. We all do. Yeah. And I can't fucking watch the Yankees. <laughs> my and I'm thinking, oh, I'll go on MLB network. Nope. Nope. Everything this this I so, I, be yes. so I get MLB, but I don't have yes because I'm not a Yankee fan. I hate to be the one to break it to you, Grinder. You live in the wrong market to watch the Phillies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, today was a Yankees game, but here's my problem with it. Here's my problem with it. But you, I mean, yeah, no. My my issue with it is that not only is it difficult because they have them on ESPN. Let's just talk Yankees, right? But this goes for any pretty much any market in the country. They have them on ESPN, uh, Amazon Prime. Some games are on uh, Yes Network. Some games are on uh, Apple TV. Some games are on Hulu and NBC. Mets play on what? Uh, SNY. SNY, yeah. But the problem is, is not only is it difficult to find them, but it's also the information isn't out there as to where the game is being broadcast. You go to, you, 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 I went to uh, uh, MLB.com and looked at the game. It said NBC Sports Network. Yeah, it's like luck. no, it's on Yes Network. Yeah. Like I don't well, understand. It's always, it's always on Yes. No, Network. it's not. It's because not. sometimes it's on There's Apple some games, TV exclusively. Well, yeah. Sometimes okay. it's on Prime exclusively, and and it's not only the issue of these, like you said, the nest of all these freaking prescri- uh, subscription services you have to get to, but they don't tell you which one it's on. It's it's highly it's highly. Uh, confusing to navigate and, and actually it's it, it's it's just dumbfounding there's no there's no answer i i still don't know the answer my grandmother <laughs> like, I, my grandmother died at 94 she watched every yankee game every single one that she could find on her television at home i can't imagine these yankees fans who've been fans forever who are who are seniors who are people trying to navigate this trying yeah, to find these games tough, tough. it's torture yeah Wait, they she, just want to watch a baseball game. She wasn't a Phillies fan. No, she was a Yankees fan. That's how mm-hmm. I become. But a, Yan- but a Yankees fan <laughs> in northeastern Pennsylvania, which where I, where I'm also from, you have the unique opportunity to have access to New York and Philadelphia. Yeah, you get both. Teams. Yeah, but I I just think that you know MLS you know is a much smaller uh, 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 organization, no doubt. But they did a great job. Every single game is on Apple TV. It's the only place you can find well, them. Nobody else well, wants them. Okay, one one place. That's not nice. One place you can find it, but I'm saying that that's a great model to get all 30 MLB clubs to rally around, sell the sell the rights for a kajillion dollars to YouTube TV or something that everybody can get to, put them all in one place. I'm I'm with you. Here's my thing. I agree. All of the games should be on Yes Network. Period. 
right? Agree. Like, that's why I have cable. I only pay for cable and I can't cut the cord because that's the only way I can watch the Yankees and the Nets. I don't have a problem with them selling rights to Amazon or Apple or whoever the hell they want to, but that should be an additional broadcast for people who live out of the New York market to have access to be able to watch just those games. But I, it is ridiculous that I pay to have the Yes Network, and there are some games that do not get broadcast on. Now, today actually was on Yes, so I could see today's game. But there are some games where I have to turn on Amazon Prime or I have to, which I at least have, but Apple TV, I don't pay for their premium thing. I can't watch, and the broadcast, by it's the way, so bad. is horrendous Yeah, on it's Apple not Michael TV. Kay and, and, uh, and those guys. It's a totally different broadcast it's game. It's awful. Yeah. Honestly, it's unwatchable. It's hard to listen to. Yeah. The, uh, I do like for MLB TV, because I got MLB TV thinking like, oh, I'm, a, I, I'm out of network for the Phillies. At least I can watch all the F Phillies games there. And then, you know, I'll deal with, I'll, I'm not, I'm not going to get the home games as, as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least with MLB, I can, when I'm looking, I was watching baseball all day today in the background as I was doing work because I got on at the kick trying to get, you know, find the game. And then I just watched these other games and I loved it because there's all these games that I can watch. And then when you click in, if they're, if it's not blacked out or blocked out, whatever, blacked out, blacked out, yeah. you have the option to watch the broadcast in either of the, of the networks. So I was watching the Tampa. Yeah. I was watching the Tampa Bay game, which is a great team, by the way. They, um, I was watching. I was switching between the Washington Network and the Tampa Bay Network, and it was pretty cool to watch. Like just to you know get some. If you're if you're like baseball, it's cool to like see the different announcers and you know watch the game from a different perspective. I don't know. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it comes to a point like how many subscriptions are we going to yeah. need? It's, yeah, it's it's. Insane. I think you I have know, ten or twelve. Oh, that's outrageous. It's crazy. It's like oh, we're paying. Share. We're paying more now than we did when we had cable. Probably. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, the whole probably. point was to cut the cord and and choose what you want. But we, you know. And now it's like more. they got clever. At least there's a separate subscription you can buy just for the Yes Network for, the, for yeah. people who have cut the cord. Because yes, is not included in YouTube TV or Hulu or any of the others. But the ridiculous thing is, like, if you're going to pay twenty dollars a month just to be able to watch the Yankees, there are still games that you're, are on other get, platforms. You're getting sixty percent of the games, right? Right. It's unbelievable. And even the NFL is trying to fix this. You know, they still have the the local games that are kind of uh, you know like like. Uh, fenced out you know like that you have to go to the local fox or cbs affiliate but at least now you know they've at least they've pulled it from direct tv they're sold it to youtube so you're going to be able to buy an uh an additional subscription and be able to watch all the nfl games in one location which is a market improvement this is what's sad though this is happening in all the major sports where basically the fans are getting fucked and the only people that are winning in this are the tv oh, the owners that's true you and the owners at, look at the and the owners you yeah. look at what's well the irony is i give i'm going to bring up the nfl as an example i don't know if you saw in the new agreement that they just signed so you know how the nfl has flex games yeah. where if you're supposed to plan a certain day they can flex to the next day which can be a hassle because if you're a season ticket holder and you're planning to be with your family at a one o'clock game on Sunday, and all of a sudden they're telling you the game is now at eight thirty on Sunday, and you've got kids that or need Monday. to be up or Monday, and you've got kids that need to go to school. You're sitting there saying, like, is getting home at midnight really ideal on a school night? Probably not, and you kind of get screwed out of that, and then they have to try to sell the tickets, and you can't actually use them. They now, in the new agreement, 
they can flex all the way to Thursday. Back to Thursday. Which is insane. I mean, imagine like you buy season tickets and spend a significant amount of money knowing that you're going to see your team play almost all the time on Sunday, sometimes on Monday, sometimes Thursday, and you're getting ready for a Sunday game. And all of a sudden they're like, nope, we're going to change the matchup and move it. We want it on Thursday night. I mean, most people don't have the time on Thursday when they have a family to yeah. do that with their kids. Yeah. So after they drop probably two yeah. grand for three or four tickets, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're spending 30, 40 bucks a ticket. Oh, no. Like, well, you're spending yeah, it, it, hundreds it, and hundreds of dollars. It's also, sure. let's say you bought them on the secondary market and you could get screwed. Totally. Um, that you can get screwed that way badly because, you know, that would suck. You buy the tickets on the secondary market, then your game gets moved. That would suck. Um, but also fans have been getting screwed. Season ticket holders have been getting screwed since the PSLs. Yeah, PSLs were were, 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 were initiated and then so many people got screwed on that. Yeah, that but Giants fans and Jet fans. PSLs should be outlawed. Yeah. They really I, should be outlawed. Uh, I did appreciate at least John Mara, the Giants owner, was vehemently opposed to flexing to Thursday. He had a small group of owners that hated the idea, but I think they got outvoted. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I wonder what this is doing to the viewership, like with all the streaming stuff and the games not being on. Well, that's why they did exactly this stupid thing of now flexing Sunday games all the way to Thursday without any consequence because all the Thursday night games they picked last season were shit games. I thought Al Michaels was going to quit in the middle of some of these games. No, but I'm talking about MLB. What was your... What's happening to the viewership? Is that uh, declining? Because if you can't watch the games, I mean, how many different subscriptions are you going to have? I don't know. So I, I mean, I got to imagine there's a, to tell. I got to imagine there's a big segment of people who are unable to find these games. I mean, listen, we're pretty tech savvy, and the fact that we're going back and forth on a group chat all day trying to find baseball games, I mean, that's a pretty wild thing. Think you know, and and we're young and we're good at this stuff. Imagine being uh, someone who's you know who's not good at that stuff, older. Lifelong fan of a team, and you can't find a game. Rooster, can you find the game? <laughs> uh, let me see. I think I might have to download the VPN. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is Puma. Check the I router. can't find the game. Where am I, Chicago? <laughs> check my SIM card. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> as you're smoking at Caldwell <laughs> in retirement I, I'm, I'm gonna put mine down this is, oh mine's been down mine's been down for 10 minutes i'm i'm still guys don't give up on it i'm not it's not I that bad he'll never he does he wouldn't give up on, i'm i'm on telling you i'm telling you i don't know on, i'm, on, I'm, on I'm still in, I'm still in hell you are in hell <laughs> yeah i'm still in hell i, I got gotcha. you i got gotcha. not i don't i don't see heaven Coming up, huh? Coming up. No really. silver lining? Well, no. there's a little bit of a silver lining. Yeah. I think we should just kill the queen. <laughs> oh, man. She's already in tears. <laughs> that's it, guys. <laughs> that's Put her out of her today. misery. Right. <laughs> the no, one thing I will today. say is while we were talking about uh, MLB and NFL, I did do another cut because of the because of the, the moisture on the uh, on it, yeah. On the on the head of the cigar, just because mm-hmm. it's such a small ring edge, I did another cut because I was starting to get a little tight, mm-hmm. maybe a little tarry. You know, just from pulling on that uh, closed-up draw. So I did another cut. It opened right up, which sure. was much better. But, nice. um, you know, the other the other thing I wanted to say, too, you know, talk about people who've done it 100% well uh, as far as streaming and, and in, you know, fan interaction. Uh, NBA. You know, 
Well, no, I, I can't stand the NBA. I know you can't. But I'm sorry, you have to admit, though, they do that well. They do that sure. very Every well. Every Nets game's on, yes, or ESPN, like a simple and channel everybody It's had. awesome. You never want to miss. You can't, you can't miss a game. But I can't. The NBA awesome. is a better product than it was oh, yeah. 15 yeah. years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm just glad it's almost over because baseball's right. back. All right. All and right. all right, let's all agree on something. Can, we mute, can we mute his mic? <laughs> as Bam Take it say, easy. <laughs> I mean, the NBA, I mean, it, there's, it, there was... College hoops was 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 the cat's meow for a million years until college hoops became a one and done sport. Now yeah. the NBA is where all the players are at. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's it's That's at least point. you can follow it. I mean, I mean, at least what, you can. What don't you like about the NBA? I'm just not a basketball guy. I mean, I didn't watch a single game yeah, of the, so. the the tournament. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. But let's all agree on something. Hmm. The Masters, so this episode is going to come out two days after the Masters. We're recording right before the Masters this weekend. Yeah. The Masters, one weekend a year, this club of, this exclusive club of, of old guard have found a way to absolutely nail every single thing about the experience, the broadcast, the fans, the app. Everything is great. He's giving me goosebumps as he's saying I, it. Me too. Because I, I am in it. lockstep with everything yeah. he's it's saying. The app. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps the right Masters now. The Masters app. I'm not even a golfer. Oh, fuck I the am app. obsessed with the Masters the, because they provide me with such quality entertainment it's every true. single year. The and I can't wait to watch that. But this the weekend. television product is also it's unbelievable. It's outstanding. And you can open the app and you can watch seven different broadcasts We're, from seven different, different holes. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. So this is the this is the delta in terms of the quality. So if you go on the, if you want to talk about one of the greatest broadcasts in sports, I think of all time. All time. Is the Masters. All time. You, you get, my wife, who does not watch golf, ever, 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 ever watch golf, she watches the Masters. You yeah, want to know why? That's cool. Because it goes on high def. <laughs> it looks amazing. Jim Nance comes on. The Hello. music plays. <laughs> Hello, and friends. You see the flowers, the gorgeous and the music, the corpses. <laughs> right? There's a bloody. There's a bloody Mary <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere and in she, there. You know what she, and she sits on the couch and she's like, "I never watch golf, but I love. It's I an amazing love watching the Masters because it's an amazing product. Sure, um, it's so beautiful it, it, to it, watch too. Like it's beautiful to watch. It really is. There's the it's the delivery it's nance it's the production staff it's, that's it's, that music it's the too. photography it's the fake fake it's birds the music it's, yes. it's all that <laughs> i have a golf a little golf perspective from a young golfer that i have in my house and you know he's part of a team and they watch golf and you know i'm sitting with my kid on a couch watching live and then we go to the masters right and it's they're starting the the, the production of that's on now and all of his friends, not all, but a lot of them, they talk about the comparison between Liv and the PGA. And from a young kid's perspective that loves the PGA, they all gravitate to the PGA. Of course. Yeah. It's a better product. And that says something. When the young golfers are looking toward the accepted, the longer-term entity that's there, like the PGA, yeah. they prefer that. Well, I think that I think they can see the institution, right? Oh yeah, and the and the quality product, and they respect yeah, it. They respect it at a young age. They respect it. So I was I was gonna want to come back to something Gizmo said earlier about you know these this this old head this maybe anachronistic private club. Um, how are they getting it right so well? I've been very lucky to be at the Masters in person three times, and 
they care about the fan, the patron experience in a way no one in history ever has. And literally, as soon as you just walk into Augusta National, you will see the happiest, most appreciative staff that you've ever seen your life at any sporting event ever put on. It, it so knows, like, mm. I was literally taken aback. I said to my friend who graciously brought me all three years I went, and I said, why are they so happy? Like, I've never, it's like they're treating you like you're literally family coming into a home. <laughs> every tiny little detail, they care that at every moment you're having the perfect experience. And Grinder with how they haven't changed the concession prices in decades. Literally a dollar fifty for a, the famous pimento cheese sandwich you get at the Masters or egg salad. It's a few dollars for a beer. Uh, they put them in Masters cups. They don't even tell you what beer you're purchasing. It's a secret every year. Although anyone who's tasted them knows the light beer is Miller Light. The imported beer is Stella. It's not Schlitz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I, I, it's mind-blowing. And it goes to even like we're talking about, the TV broadcast. Like yeah. every little detail is so remarkable. And the coolest thing for me, honestly, if anyone ever gets the chance to go to the Masters, the fact that there is to this day, and this is what bucks the trend of the entire PGA Tour. It is the only tournament you cannot bring a cell phone mm. into Augusta National. I love period. that. That's cool. You can't look up the score. You can't take a photo. You can't record a vid. You can do nothing but focus on what's happening live in front of you. And you're looking at even the how they're keeping the, the leaderboard and the score. It's manually a person turning yeah. each card. That's I cool. Mean, I think the thing that that to answer Grinder's question about why it's working for Augusta National is for how stuck in tradition they are and how old guard they are and how it's it's generational ticketing. Well, I don't think it's right? stuck in tradition. I no, think it's deliberate. What I'm saying is, is that yeah. despite all that, sure. they've not been afraid of technology. They've not been afraid of in using that technology to involve the millions and tens or hundreds of millions of people around the world who can't go to Augusta National. I feel great that when app, the Masters come on. The app is magical. Because they yeah. make me feel like I'm there. Sure. And they, they give me a really good experience. And yeah. when Jim Nance comes on and the music starts playing and he goes, hello, friends, <laughs> it like gives me chills and yeah. I don't play it's, golf. It's true, so dude. It's on true. what you just said there, Giz, this is so true. So the app was obviously game-changing years ago when they did that, and it gets better every year. Every you get year. angles from every different – you get views from every different angle on certain holes. It's incredible. I, we were talking about the concessions and the experience, and obviously it's really hard to recreate unless you're there. They're so committed to you as a fan, as a viewer, being able to feel like you're there that I just saw this the first year. Everything we're talking about, you try the pimento cheese sandwich there, <laughs> you get all this different stuff. They now ship this to you, Ooh. to your house. You buy like a giant party pack, basically. Like you it. get the exact pimento cheese spread That's that awesome. they use and make the sandwiches, the exact chips that they sell at Augusta National, all of it. I think we're going to end up at Senator's <laughs> house. We're going to Senator's <laughs> on Sunday. He'll have that delivered. And the funny thing is, like, you know, I like every patron who, who goes there, you collect the Master's Cups, and they actually uh, print the year of each one on the cups. Yeah. I went 13, 14, and 15. 
And uh, now with this pack that you can buy, they'll actually send you Masters Cups oh, to drink the beer so out awesome. of just that's like so you're awesome. there. Like, wow. there's no other sport that does stuff wow. like this. Wow. It's so cool. But and I think that I think that the, the 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 overwhelming thing that's interesting to me about this is again, not as I'm not a golfer, mm-hmm. and for listeners out there who maybe because they're not golfers haven't tuned in, haven't cared about the Masters, really give it a shot because I think it's one wow. of the best television exp- and, and, and sporting experiences. Even if you're not a golfer. It's an unbelievable. But we can't. Weekend. One thing we can't forget is how dramatic and riveting the golf itself is. Yeah. And when you have kids that are glued to the TV screen to a golf match, it says something. It says a lot. I I, I mean I, I remember the '97 Masters, like yeah, like that was a that was a pretty pivotal moment in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So watching, let's make our predictions. Even though this comes out two days after the Masters, it's an are incredible over. event. Is Tiger going to win? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So let's start first with our cognac, the, the Doucet VSOP. Let's start with that. Bam Bam, what's your rating on that? I'm going to give it a six. Six. Grinder? Uh, three. Three? Ooh. Pagoda? Six. Six. Senator? Wow. And the silence is deafening. <laughs> Grinder's rating was very harsh. Yeah. Very I'm, harsh. I'm, 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 now I'm between a six and a seven. Yeah. I'll give it a six. That, that's what it is. Okay. It's six for me for sure. Puba? Yeah. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't order it. I'm out. It, mm-hmm. It's just in the middle of the road for me. It's a five. Okay. Right. The formal liquor rating, boys, is a 5.3. Yowza. On the Doucet VSOP cognac tonight. Yowza. And now we've come to the end of the Caldwell. Long live the Some queen. Some of us have. <laughs> <laughs> queen sword. See how this goes. Let me get the calculator out for this I'm one. I'm disappointed because I wanted to like this cigar. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, just to Puma's to. point, I've never had a Caldwell cigar, and I've heard a few guys actually speak pretty highly of, of the brand. Including me. Including Puba. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was really excited to try this. And the presentation of it, I mean... The bands look beautiful. The the, the wrapper looked nice. The construction the was, was good. good. Yeah. But man, it just really didn't deliver flavor wise. And actually, Giz, what was happening with you? I'm, I was getting tar at the end. Yeah, yeah, yep. same. Not great. I mean, it was promising in the beginning. You know, had it like continued, you know, I would have been very happy. But yeah, true. This, I mean, I don't know. It started like heaven and then went straight to hell. And stayed in hell for and you? stayed in hell. I, I, not, I never quite reached heaven again. You, you didn't even make a stop in purgatory. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> the middle the middle third was the best for me. And then I, I had hope going into the last third. And then that was the end of it. Hmm. I was about to say, if you only spend the time on the blending as opposed to the label. So, <laughs> Good point. We should, Good we point. should do the Eastern Standard. I mean, if, yeah, we'll if do we it, can find them. Yeah, we'll find them. They don't make them anymore? I, well, I think they had the fire issue, so they're semi-discontinued, but okay. we'll see. But uh, I will definitely find some. So, all right, let's do the formal lizard rating on the Caldwell Long Live the Queen, Queen's Sword. Rooster, you're up. Uh, give it a six. Six. A generous six. Puba. <laughs> I don't know. A four. Okay. I'm going to also give it a six. Senator? Five. Pagoda? Five. Grinder? I was between a five and a four. I'm giving it a four. Okay. And bam. He loved it. <laughs> no, I didn't love it. A <laughs> nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a six. Six. Yeah. What happened six. to heaven? 
Wow, his, his uh, look at he's smoked it down. His I fingers have, are burning. You're still uh, smoking. We'll he's talk, very diligent. Get the rating and we'll talk. All right. So the formal <laughs> lizard rating on the Caldwell Long Live the Queen. Queen Sword Lancero is a five point one. Wow. That's not good. That's brutal. Brutal. Not not good. Again, that is definitely the weakest. Here, here, here's my take. Hard pass. That's the weakest Lancero we've done. Cut the first half inch off the top. Get rid of that three inch in the middle. Just get rid of it. Take that half inch down and bring it down to the final two. It's delicious. That, but that's an awful. So you're saying a half inch of the seven inch cigar we smoked tonight was delicious. Three inches of it was pretty good. Okay. I think that's what they call the short story. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the rating is what it is. I think it's accurate. So buy this cigar, bring a pair of scissors and some duct tape, yeah. and you're gonna have a great smoke. Yeah. Just no. scotch tape. Just just grab a moil. Uh, a moil. <laughs> grab a moil. So do some kind of ritual and a circumcision, and uh, maybe you'll get there. there so so go. obviously for the, for the for the lizards if your arithmetic is not as strong the uh harshness and pepperness of the cigar did not pair very well with mm-hmm. the uh a, a offensive it's a rough night of the uh, rough night yeah it was BSOP. it was a harsh pairing tonight mm-hmm. on both ends the other thing i'll say i mean we've talked about how hard it is to roll a lot of these smaller ring gauge cigars like lanceros but i've my appreciation somehow which is already very high for it has grown even more in the sense that when i cut this cigar on the cold draw, I thought it was pretty open, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect to have any problems. And the fact that even cutting this, I had a better draw on this than probably half the fundies I've even ever smoked. Yep. Mm. And yet, down the stretch, and it's not like this. You'll look at the tip of my, at the end of my cigar. It's not wet or anything like that. It really closed up, and it had a hard time, the, the smoke really, the air getting through. And that goes into rolling. And um, whoever... I mean, they just have not done a great job with this Lancero. Bad, bad yeah. outsourcing of the rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. a bit disappointing because when we when we took the cigar out of the cellophane, I thought this would be everybody a home was run. impressed. I thought, I thought this was. I mean, it smelled great, yeah. looked great. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I would have rated it just on the cold draw. I would have given it a nine. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Before smoking it, I was like, uh, maybe it's like between an eight or a nine. See, mm. I, I, but I think with Caldwell, I've had the Long Live the King. I've had The King is Dead. I don't know if these cigars are still around anymore. Um, the A.J. Fernandez one and also the Eastern Standard. And guess what? They were head and shoulders above whatever this is. I don't know what the cigar is. I don't know why it, it, it they were, those cigars were, would rate, you know, I'm not saying they're nines, but they'd rate much higher than than this. This was not not a good experience well, so we have, we've had good luck with lanceros lately so it was a good, yeah it was uh, due yeah. we, we were yeah, due for a you. we were due for a dud in the lancero <laughs> block here yeah. and this is definitely the one unfortunately yeah. just but i don't know if those cigars are available anymore who the hell knows but uh, if they are we'll find them. it and, was years ago and over the last years but i don't know the, like the, listen like know. we're doing with a lot of other vitolas we're going to go back to some of the ones that disappointed us we'll try them again and uh, no. Try some other stuff from them. We're not going to give up on Caldwell, but certainly tonight was a uh, was a big miss. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. So we had a 5.3 on the Doucet VSOP Cognac and a 5.1 on the Caldwell. Long live the Queen, Queen Sword Lancero. Perfect pairing. <laughs> <laughs> Doucet, you don't say. <laughs> All right, boys. That's it for tonight. We'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. 
Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.